Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Okay, everybody. Welcome again to the Family School of Thought. I think we got an exciting show today. We're all fired up and ready to go. <laughs> As yeah. you can see, I'm at, um, uh, I don't know if you can read it or not, but I'm on Fox and uh, Weasel Trail on location here, uh, getting ready for the Weasel Fest. <laughs> and, um, okay, let's get going. Jess, Sounds good. talk about today. So some fun facts. Um, Mental floss, amazing facts. Um, in the Victorian age, hat makers regularly used mercury, which fastened the felt uh, to the hat, which led to high rates of poisoning and neurological damage. Hence the phrase, the mad as a hatter. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. People got mercury poisoning but and this, from their but, hat. this happened for a really again, long time, too. Right. What, what did they use mercury for? To put the... It was when fastening the when fastening felt hat, so like the felt material. Oh. I don't know. You would think I didn't know mercury got like a gluey texture. No, I didn't. That's interesting. So, but it went on for a really long time. Like it wasn't just like it stopped and like once, it, like they did it for a really Victorian long time. Yeah, authority. like it, they did it for a really really long time. Like I think up until like nineteen seventies or something like that can't remember well i remember even just when you were a baby you could get mercury and they that was when they had a big stop on mercury using mercury mm-hmm. like you so far well it was dangerous because it was in all of our thermometers mm-hmm. well i can remember right. actually when she was a baby we had a thermometer and it broke, and it open broke. And you couldn't pick up the mercury it would you would like you know yeah anyways, anyways yeah. that's interesting and it's it's interesting where these like um sayings come from and you know, yeah. 100 years later, they're still saying that the same, but they don't know where it yeah. came from or what it means. Yeah. And that's why Alice in Wonderland had the Mad Hatter. There you go. That and he made sense, hats. Right? And awesome. he made hats. <laughs> he, was, he was all up in that mercury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he dealt with all the mercury. Yep, they are yep, all yep. mad around here. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Cass. You got a good song for us this week? Yeah, I kind of do. I got this one. She said it's all gonna end and it might as well be my fault. Little Matchbox 20 there. Baby. (laughs) All right. Yeah. That's a good song. I like it. That takes me back to. Yeah, like fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of these like early 90s, like late 90s or like obviously just 90s in general songs are very like everybody knows them, but it's kind of now you're finding out like what they're really written about right. and what they're, you know, talking right. about. Like, so this is obviously 3AM by Matchbox 20. Um, and the song was written by the lead singer, Rob Thomas, um, when he was taking care of his uh, cancer-stricken mom when he was only 12 years old. Um, so she Aww. was diagnosed, and he basically had to take care of her um, and, you know, listen to her when she would be, you know, uh, emotional and upset and be her, like, shoulder to cry on. 
Um, and so this song is really, he has come forward like in later years and said that it was kind of, the song is more about the relationship he, wish he's, he wishes he had with his mom of, you know, her taking care of him instead of the other way around. Um, you know, it's cold outside or it's raining outside and here's a jacket kind of thing. Um, and it, you know, it really shaped him as a, like, you know, a person and as, as a artist and a singer, you know, he wishes he had this relationship where he, he was being taken care of instead of him having to take care of his mom. So it's a wow, little sad cool. and like interesting mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah. And it really is sad because we don't, in, in today's society, you really don't know how many kids really do take yeah, care of their parents. Right. And as a child. This and, is, and, yeah, this is just, it's something right. that we're hearing a lot more about of, not even when the parents yeah. are sick, but just sometimes, you know, when there's bigger families, it's upon, it's upon the like older child to take care of younger children that parents don't have time to take care of. Or if they have jobs, they have to take care of the kids, you know, instead of the parents or do daycare and stuff like that. It's, so it's like a good song to like kind of really talk about all of it in general. Right. Right. That's a good song. Good song. Song for the week. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Okay. Well, uh, my story this week is, um, I'm sure you guys, I know Jess, we've kind of talked about this, but um, I don't know if you guys seen the documentary Staircase. Oh, yes. I love this story. Very, very interesting story. And actually, um, I just found out today it's going to be a movie on HBO. It's out. It's out. Um, oh, I, really? I think it's might be. Is it a movie or a series? It's, well, it's, I think it's a mini series. Okay. Yeah. On HBO, and it starts the fifth, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So tomorrow. But yeah, very interesting story. And I remember, I remember watching the documentary. It feels like years ago I watched it, but anyways, um, it's about Michael Peterson, and um, mm-hmm. Kathleen. Well, first. Let's start from the beginning. Michael um, was married to Kathleen Hunt, his first wife. And Kathleen was known um, to be uh, exceptionally a smart person. Um, she was the first woman in the um, physical engineering program at Duke University, first woman there. And she earned her master's degree. In uh, 1973, after graduating, she moved to Greensboro, North Carolina and went to work as a IT pharmaceutical department. Um, she was really well liked by her um, co-workers and had, they all respected her, her work that she was doing. Um, soon after she went there, she met her first husband, uh, Fred Atwater, and she, those two got married and they had a daughter. Mm-hmm. The marriage lasted about 10 years and then in about 1985, she got a divorce. Um, at that time, soon after that, she was introduced to um, the father of her daughter's friends at school, and um, that had been Michael Peterson. Um, he also attended uh, Duke University, um, and he um, did some law school after that, but I don't think he ever really graduated from that. But what he did do is after that, he went into um, the, uh, well, he got married to his first wife, and he went into the service and went over to Germany. Um, and he was a analyst for the Department of Defense. Um, and his first wife was Patricia. Um, soon after um, 
Soon after they got married, he went into the service during Vietnam. And he was there for a very short time because he got into a car accident and was um, injured and he became permanently disabled. Um, the couple then moved to West Germany and they had two boys, Clayton and Todd. Um, Patricia worked as an elementary school teacher at, at the military base. While working there, she became friendly with another teacher named Elizabeth, and her and her husband also had two children, two girls, Margaret and Martha. Uh, they, the two families became really good friends, and they got to the point where they just did everything together. And um, suddenly, Elizabeth's husband, George, died of a heart attack out of nowhere. So the family was really upset. And, um, and uh, so the Petersons kind of stepped up and helped take care of their girls. And um, Michael really kind of took those two girls in and, you know, like became their fathers, you know. So um, shockingly, though, at about two years later, Elizabeth dies. So now those two girls have no parents. And um, uh, the, metal, the medical examiner reported that she passed away due to a brain hemorrhage. Um, and it's, they had a name for it, but I can't pronounce what kind it is. Um, it's a disease. Um, both girls were completely devastated, losing their parents. Michael then became their legal guardian. Uh, next, Michael and Patricia marriage went bad. So after that, their, their marriage went bad. And he returns to the United States with the two girls and leaving his two sons and his wife in Germany. And um, he moves to um, South Carolina. Um, and then he, while after that, he formally adopts these two girls. So, oddly enough, he gets a divorce, leaves his two boys and wife in Germany, comes back here and adopts two girls that they kind of picked up after that. Um, so he begins working as a columnist in the, uh, the local newspaper, the Sun-Herald. The two boys um, eventually come to live with him. So now he's got the four kids and um, he's working at the, the paper as a columnist. And he's really making a name for himself because he's writing articles about the police department and the, you know, the mayor of the town. And he's causing a lot of chaos and stirring a lot of, stirring the pot and uh, really kind of making some enemies. Um, he also starts writing novels about his time in um, the military. And remember, he wasn't there very long, but his novels, they're novels, but he starts writing those. And he actually starts doing really well at that. And he gets a, um, a $500,000, $500, a half a million dollar advance for, for one of his books. And at the time they were gonna make it into a movie. So he's talking to Hollywood, he's, you know, um, living it up. Um, his, and then he meets um, his second wife and um, they meet through the daughters and, um, and her name is Kathleen. So they meet then and they hit it off right away. And um, so they're, they're um, you know, it starts building this family connection between all of them. And soon after they like have this big ordeal where they asked all the kids if they all want to move in together and live as one family. And of course the kids were all excited about it. And they buy this 9,000 square mansion to move into, right? Um, then Kathleen and Michael get married in 1996. And they appear to have it all in the community. They're really well well liked in the community. Uh, I think he tries to run for 
mayor of the town and um, they're on lots of committees and the whole town really reveres them and thinks that, you know, they like their story of how they all kind of come together from all these different places and they're both are successful. Um, and everybody just thought they had the perfect family until um, they had, um, in December 9th of 2001, um, Kathleen and Michael were, they stayed up late drinking wine at the pool, uh, outside at the pool. And Kathleen decides to go to upstairs to go to bed. I have a and, question. Yes. Was it a mega pint of wine? It was enough to make them drunk. So a mega pint. <laughs> Got it. Just want to be okay. clear. Well, the police were a little intrigued about the wine. So maybe we should ask them. But anyways, so he um, stays up late. And at 2.30, he decides to go in the house. And he finds Kathleen at the bottom of the stairs. Um, and she's all bloody and... He assumed she fell down the stairs. So okay, what? If somebody falls down the stairs and starts, you know, it, it, they're going to make a bunch of noise, and you wouldn't think that he would. Well, he really was out of the pool, and you can see pictures of the house online. The pool is not like ours right outside the door. Yeah. It's it's back. It's, you know, there's a pool area in the back of the property. So it was a long ways away. I could see her falling down and him not. And none of the kids were home. None of the kids were there. Yeah. So. Um, he calls 911 and he's in a frantic and he's confused. He, you know, he doesn't, you know, they're asking lots of questions. He doesn't know anything, um, but he's just uh, in a panic state. Um, he just keeps saying, you know, just quick, get here. Every time they try to ask him stuff. When the first responders do come, they're shocked at the amount of blood that's everywhere, you know, for somebody falling down the steps, the blood is just everywhere. They're really shocked about it. And they really start kind of questioning him, like, what's going on? And he claims that she was drunk and that she had been taking, I think, volume and, you know, and that um, she had went to bed earlier and must have fallen down these steps. And then he doesn't realize it until he goes to bed. One of the things also they were really intrigued about was the blood was just everywhere. You know, it wasn't like just in one spot. And it was dried all around her, meaning she had been there a long time for that mm -hmm. blood to drop. Um, and then, of course, uh, she dies at the age of 48. At the hospital, though, I believe she was still alive when they took her out. Mm -hmm. um, and he just says, you know, they had watched a movie that night and then went out to the pool and uh, drank and that um, she had had way too much, but she decided to go to bed and had taken some volume. Um, and again, the investigators just can't get past the amount of blood at the scene. Um, they, um, they find the empty wine bottle and they find, you know, the glasses and it's apparent that that's what they were doing. Um, and they keep on questioning him and they just kind of feel like he's very confused in his answers. He can't really answer anything and things were just not adding up. Um, so on December 20th, they arrest him for the mur her murder. And the town is really in an uproar. They're kind of, because it's, they were very um, well liked in the town and People just can't believe that he would do this. And all the kids are on his side. You know, there was like no way he would do this. Um, um, they just thought everybody thought they were one big happy family. One of the things they did do though, after investigating, they found out that they were in a lot of debt and that um, her job was coming to an end and they were really gonna have financial problems coming up very soon. 
and that um, she had a, it was a weird amount of money. It was like $1,865,000, you know, and um, insurance. So um, um, he was released with a $850,000 bond. And of course, immediately goes on TV claiming his innocence and he's working up everybody, you know, to bring them onto his side, you know. Uh, so he's doing lots of interviews and the, um, the public is all leaning towards him. Um, the autopsy, however, showed that she had seven lacerations on her head, you know, so it wasn't like one mm -hmm. hit she was gone. It was like seven times something hit her. Um, did you guys see this um, documentary at all? Yes. One of, the I I one of the things I couldn't get past when I was watching the documentary was at the bottom of the steps, and this was a, like a really steep stairway. It was like it's a back a, it, stairway. Yeah, it was a back stairway. And it was enclosed like in a hallway type thing. But at the bottom, there was this metal rail thing. It looked like maybe um, it had one of those chair lift things going up the side, you know, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they never addressed that in the documentary. And I thought, well, that seems kind of important if she fell down and hit her head on. You know what I mean? That's what she could have hit her head on. But Yeah, but never seven times, it. though? Like, that's the thing. But, is that, like, yeah, the, like even if she falls and, from the top of the stairs, like, each, like, is she falling on her head every single time? Like, she'd have to right, literally, right. like, completely. Well, and he's claiming, or the prosecution, anyhow, his, his attorney is trying, I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit here, that she tried like four times to go up the stairs and then fell back, went up yeah. and fell back. You know, I, yeah, it wasn't that. just one fall. Because they proved, one, that she was hit with something. And her sister said, I gave them for Christmas this uh, fire poke, you know, one of those poker sticks for your fireplace. And they really, really mm -hmm. liked it. It was, wasn't just an average one. I don't know. It came from some place it was an extra nice one and she said that should be by the fireplace but it wasn't so uh they had that in mind and um oh and the blood splatters like it wasn't like it happened one time it was like there was a set of blood splatters then there was another set of blood blood so it was like repeatedly blood was you know spreading out um which is odd for a fall like no matter what it's, it's no odd for a fall like whether or not she hit her head seven times falling down, it's odd that there's blood splatter from each hit right, all right. throughout the whole staircase. Yeah, and they were really they were really um, focused on how dry the blood was around her too. Like you she'd know, been there for hours. Right, right. Or days. Which he well, and he says I stayed out the pool a long time after she left. It wasn't like I, you know, finished my wine and went up. I sat out there, you know, by myself. Which could have happened because many times I go to bed and you stay up till four o'clock right. in the morning. Right, right. Or fall, fall asleep. I would have fallen asleep downstairs and. I don't think you know, that, I don't like, think the story is fishy. sitting around the bonfire. You know, you guys got to go to bed and I might sit around that bonfire all night, you know, by myself. It happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the blow stick was, was missing during the investigation. However, they end up finding this out in the garage and it was like dirty and cobwebs on it. It wasn't like it had been cleaned up, but they find it like a month later, which was really odd. And they're like, how did they, the place miss it first? And now all of a sudden there it is. Um, the um, prosecution 
you know, they proved that um, Michael was, you know, uh, prone to lie. He had a he he told a lot of lies, you know, and misrepresented himself. And they went back to his novels about his career in Vietnam while he was only there for a very short time. He claimed to have a Purple Heart, you know, that he was um, and he wasn't. The car accident and he got in that was in got injured wasn't even through a military. It was just you know driving somewhere. Do you so remember they what, found out a lot. Do you remember yeah. what his like uh, disability was? I like don't remember him having. You know, I want to say it was his back. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Um, when I was doing this, I nothing came up, but it seems like I in the documentary it was his back. Because I said, I, I thought the same thing. If he was permanently disabled, he did a lot of stuff. After right, that, right. Know. That's why I was, I don't remember. He was a writer. It wasn't physical work right. or like that. Um, uh, yeah, so he said he had a Purple Heart, and he didn't. And they kind of went through his life, and he had spent his life. And he admitted to that. He admitted that, you know, he sold himself a lot by just coming up with lies mm -hmm. and, he's, and you know, exaggerating things. Um, uh, the, the blow circle was found, um, in the garage. Um, um, the night, very interesting. I thought this was very interesting. They showed that the day that he, that she fell down the steps earlier in the day, she, her computer crashed. So she went up to his office and was using his computer and found that he was having affairs with men you know mm -hmm. and he had, i don't know why he would do this but he would actually this was in um what did i say 19 can't remember what year it was but internet was fairly new and instead of just blogging and stuff he was printing out all the blogs so he was printing out all the conversations the emails they're right there on the top. and there was a multiple i mean a lot of them you know and they um and he was not just doing it over the internet he was really meeting with these guys and you know having affairs and they even brought one into court he was an escort that he had flown in to his hometown for him to spend the you know time with and um and so he claimed that she was aware that he was a bisexual and she didn't care mm -hmm. you know it didn't bother her and i'm like okay but she found out the night she come up dead about this so you know what were you guys talking about at the pool? You know? and, well, and whether I'm or not sure. he's bisexual and she knows that, an affair is a different story. <laughs> like, right, having right, an affair right. is yeah, a right, different story. Right, right, right. Well, first of all, I'm not thinking she's going to be with, well, whatever. Maybe she didn't care, but um, you're right. I mean, he's acting on all this. Yes, he's yeah. Affairs. He's having affairs. Yeah, and that's two different situations. It's all over his computer and all these pictures of these guys. And he's, like, really documenting all these encounters he's having and she just finds that out that night so that was really weird. Yeah, but he said she didn't care um in his and opinion. Then, in his opinion he had all they he had always had affairs with men and she didn't care you know? that's his opinion she can't counter yeah. it yeah well, you only well. hear one side of the story right after she's dead, right? She didn't care. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm... If it wasn't okay, or she wouldn't be dead. <laughs> <laughs> if it was okay with her, yeah, they got into um, a big fight over it, and he killed her, and 
Now his story is she thought it was okay. And then again, it comes to find out they're in a lot of debt mm -hmm. and that um, they're going to be really bad because her job is at me and that she had this large um, inherit or um, insurance policy coming to her. Mm -hmm. um, and during this trial, this Elizabeth, the woman, the mother of the two girls that he has, her sister hears about this going on and says, wait a minute, my sister was found dead at the bottom of some stairs. And at the time, mm. they blamed it on her brain hemorrhage, thinking she fell down the stairs because of her brain hemorrhage. But it was the same situation. The nanny um, claimed the, the amount of blood was just everywhere. I mean, it was like unbelievable that somebody would bleed that bad from falling down the steps. And she had to clean it up. They didn't even investigate it. They'd come and got her and left the nanny to clean the mess off, you know? So um, he got away with it once so he could get away with it again. Uh, well, so um, she comes to trial and gives this story, you know. Um, and also, the night of her death, um, they had had dinner. She and the two girls came to their house for dinner, and he decides to walk the three home, the mother and the, Elizabeth and her two daughters home. And then he's seen running away from their house. Mm -hmm. um, and also, uh, well, I will get to that in a minute. Um, uh, and she was also, they went back and they uh, pulled her, um, dug up her body and stuff. And she had a bunch of lacerations on her head. Mm -hmm. Same thing, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But they didn't even look at it at the time. They just assumed she had a brain hemorrhage, fell, fell down the steps. They didn't even look at all the lacerations on her head. Well, they probably didn't even think um, to, like, they probably didn't think to. They probably thought she got them. She probably thought they, she got them by Falling, when she yeah. fell or something. Because I think, um, if I remember from the documentary correctly, in Elizabeth's case, the stairs were, like, out in the open, but they were, like, very, like, like, they were, like, really thick wood. So, like, if you hit your head on it, it's not going to, like, break the wood. Yeah. It's, like, it's you're going to do some damage. And Elizabeth, it was kind of, like, um, 60s steps where there's, it's just like this. Floating there's nothing stairs. nothing in between. Floating stairs going Yeah, up. yeah. yeah they are big. Where with um, um, Kathleen. Kathleen's, it was a really steep stairs, and they were in a hallway. Mm -hmm. It was a really confined area. Yeah. Um, so... Michael was found guilty in this trial and sent to jail. And he spent, I think, five years in jail. And during this five years, he's fighting this the whole time. And he decides to get another lawyer who they redo the case, which I didn't realize you could just say, I don't like the results. I'm going to start this all over again. You know, but she, he yeah. found a lawyer that yeah. would do that. And, um, it's called an appeal. She, yeah. Yeah, it's an appeal. It's called yeah. an appeal. You can appeal like you have. Sometimes you have certain amount of appeals, but you you can appeal any case. You just can't be. You can't. Um, once you're found innocent, you can't be found guilty of the same crime. Right. Isn't that or crazy? vice versa? It works. The double jeopardy. Is double you jeopardy. Found. Well, anyways, yeah, you he can't appeals be found, it. Yeah. And he appeals it, and he finds a judge who will take it. Um, his attorney. Um, Still, he's, everything's guilty, but he files this. Hold on a minute, and I'll look it up. Very, um, uh, uh, he pleads guilty to van, um, voluntary manslaughter 
and they give him 86 months in jail while he's already served 89 months. So he walks away a free man. Isn't that insane? That happens quite a bit. That happens quite a bit where if you are in jail during like your trial and you only get like six months, but it took six months for your trial to happen, you don't you don't go to jail. Yeah, Yeah, you've served time. Yeah. But um they he's out he's out so he can do it again. He's out. He's out. He's and the documentary that was on what was it on? um, this one's on Netflix. The like actual documentaries okay. on Netflix. But he I don't know. Those... Make that yeah, he's he interviewed. His, well, his like prosecuting team are the people who produce this documentary. And then I'm sure he's getting paid for the movie that's going to be made around him. So uh, I don't know because there's like some law that you can't kind of you can't make money off a crime you've found being found guilty of. Oh, maybe. I think that I, well, I don't he, know because that's like, the same thing with like. Somebody. O.J. Simpson. No, because he wasn't found guilty. There was some. Oh. There was somebody else that right. like you. I don't know. It's a law where you can't make money off of something you've been found guilty okay. of. Well, probably his daughters did, who are defending him all the time. Actually, no, Caitlin, they, no. which was Caitlin, which was um, Elizabeth Kathleen's daughter. Oh. Well, Kathleen. No. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're no. Right. Kathleen's daughter, Caitlin, um, flips. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she decides, no, this sounds way too guilty. And um, she never did, you know, court him. And she sued him for $25 million and they settled. I mean, who knows what they she got. But um, so, I mean, that's a crazy world that somebody can get away with that. Twice. 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 Well, I mean, Twice. he didn't get away with it. He was found guilty. We just don't have a very good justice system where people who are found guilty of murder stay in jail for very long. <laughs> Because he and was found guilty. Put, and we <laughs> yeah. want to put women in jail because they had a miscarriage. Yep. 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 There's our misogynistic world. Yeah. <laughs> For entertainment purposes only. <laughs> but um, anyways, interesting case. So everybody's already seen that documentary, I take it. No, I did not. I started to watch I it. I haven't. Mom that. hasn't got to finish it yet. When okay. you said that years ago, it seems like it was a long time it's been, ago. It's you know, been, I think this was like early 2000s. Now that we're talking about it, yeah, I remember um, it being not addressed on the news and on 60 Minutes or something. Um, it was addressed because I watched it somewhere and it, that he had done it to his first wife. And that's how it all come about was because of the first wife's sister was the one who turned him in. Right. Was it his right. first wife? I, I thought it was, was a friend of the, his wife uh, that fell down the stairs. Oh, I could, could be, be wrong. Could be, I think it was his, like, his his first wife died, but it was, like, the friend of the family. But I, I don't remember. It could be. Maybe it wasn't I her sister. But, um, no, no, no. Like, that fell down the stairs. I don't think it was his first wife. I thought it was, like, a friend of... Oh, maybe it was no, the girls. Because no, it was, it was the two girls. Wife. It was the two girls' moms. But I don't. I didn't think that. I thought it was. No, it wasn't his wife. No, they weren't married. Yeah. It was oh. His friend. Right. Right. Okay. They had become really good friends. Right. And his first wife is still alive in Germany. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, right. in his defense. That's what I thought. I didn't mm. think it was his first wife who died. No, no. I said it wrong. Yeah, that girl, the two girls' mom Mother. was the one that. Yes. Down the steps. I'm sure I was telling you guys about it at the time I was watching the documentary. Yeah. Well, I just recently watched the documentary. I, I don't um, don't know if I've seen it before, but 
I obviously so listen to movie. a lot of true crime podcasts, and that's a case that comes up all the time. Um, so, any um, questions or observations, or what do you guys think about that story? I just think it's well crazy. I, 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 our, justice, our justice system is screwed still. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Um, but even I don't know. There's so many people who still don't believe that the father did, like that Michael did it. Um, and I think because there's of just... like because they have watched the documentary, the staircase, because that staircase is very biased. Of he didn't do it. Um, but but it is like because like I said, like his prosecuting team are the people who are leading this documentary. Right. He helps make that. So he helps them. it is very biased, yeah, so and that's what a lot of people see from this case um but i remember watching it and i think it's like in the sixth or seventh episode michael is like in his study talking to his son about this case and his his son is like you know what are you gonna do dad like they're saying you murdered her and he's like well you live and you learn yeah you'll get over it and it's like you you can see his son just kind of go like oh my god my dad killed my mom (laughs) like it's just like this sudden realization of like oh my god he did it (laughs) You yeah, would not be that, that nonchalant. Still. And like, it, was, it sticks out to me. It was really me. weird of him to bring them into his house after that. You think he'd, he'd want everybody to stay out, you know, like, don't. But no, he wanted to show exactly, you know, where she died and how mm-hmm. it happened and all that. But it did bother me that rail, I don't know what it was, some kind of metal thing. Like, they never addressed that. It's like, it's like it's a little. clearly right there. Like, what is that? You know? <laughs> yeah. I also remember that it still, make, it still wouldn't make your blood splatter everywhere. But but I can see her hitting her, hit her head. head. You can see her hitting your head, and there's blood splatter. And that's another right. thing from this case is that before this case, blood splatter um, technicians or like I don't know what they're called. There's like a phlebotomist, not a phlebotomist, but um, there's like a a term yeah. for people who can basically yeah. say like this is how they were killed because this is what the blood splatter looked like. That's what they specialize in. What they specialize in. But because of this case, there's like this big blood splattish um, specialist on this case that's like world renowned. And he's like, yeah, she, I can't remember if he said she was murdered or he wasn't murdered. Or that she wasn't murdered. But they found out he lied about this whole case. And so now, like before this, like blood splatter was admissible. It was used in court. Like you could use blood splatter in court as a proof and now, because of this case and, like, finding out that this specialist lied about this whole case of how she died, it is no longer admissible right. in court to use blood splatter because of, like, right. finding yeah. out about this case. Mm. That's strange. Because I remember. And now they, they have, you know, police can put a certain solution down and find out if she was killed in another room and then thrown, pushed down the stairs so it looked like. She had fallen. So did they check to make sure that she wasn't killed in another room? I mean, is there blood blood that he had cleaned up? Well, they think that he basically was like, they were fighting at the top of the stairs and he like hit her and like she fell. Isn't that right? His his attorneys kept trying to argue that she fell going up the stairs. Right. She like fell got ah, confused geez. got tried to get back up and kept falling down kept the stairs trying to go up the stairs and which then falling back down. again how does that make sense to you <laughs> like 
You're not, no. like, even if you're confused yeah. and you're like, whoa, what happened? You're not going to be like, let me go up the stairs. Let me, I just kind of keep going up the stairs. You're not gonna fall, if, you're, if you're drunk, drunk you're not going to fall backwards on the steps. Well, you're going to fall down on your face. Well, when you're you drunk, you know. don't have an equilibrium that, oh, like normal. <laughs> I don't know about Falling that. Falling down the I stairs. Mean, if you're trying to go up the stairs, you're going to crawl up and then slide back down. <laughs> yeah, well. I don't know. I do, one thing I remember of the documentary too, it seemed like there was a lot of stuff in the, it was like filler, you know, like, what's this got to do with anything? You know, like, like they made a big ordeal of just filing every paper and it was like. Oh yeah. Cause there was like a whole episode was, about like, what he was going to do during the case. Like the prosecutor, like, what's my argument? Like there was a whole, like, I think 40 minutes of him arguing with the like projector, like, like person who run the projector yeah. during the case right be like this is not what i wanted the look slide to look like and you're like who cares yeah, right, <laughs> like what does right. this matter and, and he was he was like um really he kind of made it his career during this trial to you know go public and you know put on these interviews and it was like what are you doing mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like he was really excited to be in the spotlight selling his yeah. job to other selling people selling his yes selling his story yeah yeah it was like he was selling a novel that he was writing <laughs> yeah it was weird it was weird and he really had no like you said he was telling the son in several of those conversations like well you know it happens <laughs> it happens it happens yeah. <laughs> people fall on steps yeah. so craziness you you learn from your mistakes to do it correctly the next yeah. time yeah and it so we'll have without getting I can guarantee you in another 10, 15 years, 20 years, when everybody forgets about this, he'll marry and then kill another woman. And then you guys well, can say, hey, I remember that. show you that you can get an attorney to get you out of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, you can. If you've got the money, yeah. Yeah. You are. Because even if you can get anything, you can get anything you want. Even if you're found guilty, you get to tell the story the way you want it. I I mean, just like all of these prestige college men that are raping and and doing stuff to girls because they got money. They get the attorneys. They get out. They've got a future, Mm. a bright future that they don't want to mess up. And they're they're still in college. They're They're still walking the streets. Oh, and you know, the excuses, they're young men, or they're young yeah. boys that are the judge trying said, to get he, it out. Yes. Yeah. He, he, he we wouldn't want to wreck their lives. We wouldn't want to wreck their lives. Right. But we as but women as can't women, make our decision. Right. You're, it's yeah. not going to wreck our lives to, you know, have a, a kid that we didn't want. No, especially right. now. So, right. But anyway, Michael definitely killed his wife. <laughs> well, definitely. <laughs> definitely killed his wife. Definitely killed his family friend. Um, yeah. He got away with it, and he's going to get away with it again. He got away with it twice. And I can guarantee well, later later in the years, he's going to get away with it If he did it again. They're going to be like, uh-uh. Yeah. So what? He's going to be 80 years old. He's going to get to go to prison for the next, for his life. What did he do? He lived 80 years and got away with it. I agree, Mom. Guess what? He doesn't have to. Um, he doesn't have to pay room and board because at eighty, you know, no, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. So you know, he got what he wanted in his life. But this, so this case has also spawned a lot of theories. 
of like what really happened to Kathleen. Um, yeah. And one of them was even like an owl flew into the house and like basically attacked her oh, when yeah. she was on the stairs. <laughs> and, the, and that's like why that. she I has all the lacerations. Know. And like I think the prosecution oh. actually like was really in on this one where they're like, yeah, uh, Owl, like, scratched her head and that's what, like, that's why she has the lacerations. Oh, and it, and it matches gracious. up with the, like, talons of an owl. Oh, wow. <clears throat> wow. What people will say. And also, his prosecution basically came forward and said that because uh, gay his gay affairs were found out that that is why prosecution found him guilty, or not prosecution, um, the jury found him guilty was because, you know, ooh, he's gay, and that we gotta put the gay people away. And that was, like, the prosecution's whole argument of why he was found guilty. Not because all these things clicked oh, into place, that- was that because, oh, they heard he was gay, and that was so important to them to put a gay man away. Okay, I knew there was some kind of, like, they thought, Something like that. Okay, got it. Yeah, he the prosecution well, basically blamed I, his bisexuality on I, why he was found guilty. I seen that that part of the documentary. I'm like, oh, he, yeah, he's definitely killed because there's no way. Yeah, she's gonna. Oh, okay, that's fine. Well, here's the thing: is it? Yeah, because if your spouse, whether or not you're having a gay affair or a straight affair, an affair with whoever your spouse finds out you, you're having an affair, you're going to have an argument and it's going to get heated right, right. and something's going to happen. Like, I, maybe he didn't do it on purpose. Maybe he didn't kill his wife on purpose. But still, it doesn't negate that there's going to be an argument when an affair is found out. Right, right, right. I can't remember now how how they found out that she found out that night. Because the emails were, like, printed. Because the emails were printed in, like, in his office, and the police found them, like, that night. They, like, had to go through his office, oh. and they're like, what are these? And he's like, oh, they well, yeah. That they had been that yeah, day. and he, he was like, oh, oh. yeah, well, that, we were having an argument about that. Like, they, he, they found the emails, and he had to admit to the argument right there. Okay. You're on mute again. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm glad he figured it out. He found her emails. She found his emails. So he was having an affair with a, right. a couple of men. And she multiple. found his... Yeah, multiple men. She found his emails. And they either they were printed out beforehand. I don't know why he would print them out beforehand. Or maybe she found them and printed them out as proof to be like... Even to probably take to well, a divorce. Uh, to take to a divorce attorney. Angle. Yeah. Like to take to I never looked at that angle, but that's probably who printed them. Probably who printed it out. She found these emails on his computer because she had to use his computer. And she printed it out as proof because I'm sure, like, even if she confronts him, he's like, you know, I'm going to divorce you because of this affair. It's easy to go delete emails. So she printed them out. And that, and they were probably left in his office or left outside or something. And that the police found them. And he had to. Or dropped on, you know. So, you know, they were put somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you know, she when, even hit when, him. When they got into that big fight, they were... Right on his desk. So that makes a lot of sense. She printed probably printed them out. Them out. She probably figured I'm never going to be able to get on the computer again. So I'm going to get mm-hmm. proof of it. Yeah. yeah. He was using some kind of service, you know, like... An escort service. Well, it was multiple guys and he was... So there's lots of emails going back and forth. It wasn't emails, neither. It was kind of like blogs or something. 
where he's communicating with these guys. Wow. Well, okay. Anything else, you guys? Mm. Craziness. Yeah. I can't remember, but there was a reason that um, Kathleen's daughter flipped. Because at first she supported him. Right. And yeah, then she, something, she found something out, and that's when she flipped. Was she like after the yeah, trial or something? She, I can't she remember. Was at, she was in an interview. Yeah. See, that, it must have been on 60 Minutes because she was in an interview and she, it showed that she was, you know, said, oh, no, he didn't do it. And then all of a sudden, but I forgot what it was that. She supported him right up until the end. And yeah. then right. something made her Somehow. go. Right. Well, maybe just that. after the time. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's definitely an interesting case, though. Yes, yes. It's hard to fathom that there's people, that kind of stuff is going on in the world. Yeah. yeah. I remember at, at the time when I was watching the documentary, we were all watching that work. So we'd come in every morning, <laughs> like, oh my God, and stuff. That was interesting. It was at when you were at Cybra? No, it, no, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't so that was Michelle long ago. And, no, it's been since I worked there, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to, but I've worked there a long time. Nah, long it's been years. out for a while. I know yeah. that, but, but I was um, thinking like in the early 2000s, you know, that this came out. But it would have been way after that. Oh. No, the documentary was, it's a Netflix. I'm, yeah, it's a Netflix, so. I don't think it came out on Netflix, though. I, I think it I, it was before Netflix. I'm sure there was stuff out prior to that. Because it happened in, what, 96? That's when they got married. Did I say that? Yeah. Oh, that's when they got married, yeah. So, it happened. Actually, it happened in 2005, now that I think about it. Okay. Yeah. Right, and it was probably on the news or well, something. Well, it was probably was news at the time. Right. But still, it was 17 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And he's walking free. Oh, Jess, you're too quiet tonight. No opinions? Well, yes, but. Yeah, <laughs> what? Well, shoot. Not literally. Just give us some feedback. <laughs> okay. I just, I don't know. I just think it's, you know, I'm, there's a lot of these kind of situations where the man has um, basically admitted or has been found guilty and he's out, he's free, mm -hmm. you know, because he needs a life too. Yeah. He took a life. But it shouldn't ruin his. But this is an okay, this is an okay situation where, you know, it's okay to take a life, I guess, mm -hmm. in these situations. Mm -hmm. So... Where are the pro-life uh, people in these you're situations? Right. I mean, look how many women that are in prison because they killed their husband after they, he's, he, you know, beaten them and threatened to kill yeah. them. And right. really in yeah. self-defense, they end up, they're the ones yeah. going to jail the yeah. rest of their life. Right. They just better right. lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. There's more money and more lawyers. But not even that. It's the, but it's the, it. it's the court of public opinion. It, you know, right. for women, it's it, if they kill their husband, they're crazy and mind hungry and all this and that. Right. But if it's the husband, well, what did she do to deserve that? She should have made a better omelet. Yeah. She shouldn't have found out about right. the gay affair happening. Right. right. Or she shouldn't have been hormonal after having a baby, you know. <laughs> okay, guys. 
Um, anything else? We need to wrap up here. <laughs> okay. I love you guys. Love you I'll see you mm-hmm. next week. Everybody take care. Share, like, and send us some emails to let us know that we're crazy as we think we are. Okay? Given. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.